open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Alleluia. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Alleluia. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death, and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord, he is our help and our shield. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Alleluia. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. Alleluia.
The Old Testament lesson for the third Sunday of Easter is written in the 34th chapter of the book of the prophet Ezekiel, beginning at the 11th verse. For the Lord God says, Behold, I myself, even I, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered abroad, so I will seek out my sheep. I will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the watercourses, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture, and their fold will be on the mountains of the height of Israel. There they will lie down in a good fold. They will feed on fat pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will cause them to lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost, and will bring back that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick, and I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them in justice. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is written in the second chapter of the first epistle of St. Peter, beginning at the 21st verse. Brothers, for you were called to this, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving you an example that you should follow his steps. He who didn't sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was cursed, he didn't curse back. When he suffered, he didn't threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness. You were healed by his wounds. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. In green pastures, the Lord my shepherd shall feed me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In green pastures, the Lord my shepherd shall feed me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. In green pastures, the Lord my shepherd shall feed me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In green pastures, the Lord my shepherd shall feed me. Alleluia, the Lord was known of them in breaking of bread. Alleluia, I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the tenth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who doesn't own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep, and flees. The wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. The hired hand flees because he is a hired hand and doesn't care for the sheep. 
I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and I am known by my own, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice. They will become one flock with one shepherd. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The world is a fallen place. You know this. You see it, you feel it, you hear me preach about it every week. And through catechesis, you also know very well where the church stands on God, sin and hell, the cross and salvation, on sex and family, and how we are to honor parents, love the neighbor, and such. You know very well through catechesis that What the church believes is what the culture rejects and hates. You feel every day how we are losing the culture war. We are. How the culture which was once at least nominally Christian is now awash with the sexual revolution and Marxism. You can even see it. Our churches are smaller than ever. This year our seminaries, which have their call services this week, have just over 60 men that will receive calls to churches. A very low number. Even though the number of our sister congregations without pastors might be as high as they've ever been. And pastors, they feel it too. The more I listen to Lutheran radio or podcasts or read our websites and blogs, one thing becomes readily apparent. Our pastors feel the darkness. They feel the strong cultural tide turning against us. Some are burning out. There are a number that are leaving their calls just to take some time away from the ministry because they're worn down. They're struggling. Both our people in the pews and our pastors feel it. They're struggling. And if our biggest problems were just faithful pastors and faithful laity struggling, if our biggest problems were just low numbers, In a way, we'd be blessed. Suffer as we may, at least, there's the faithful. However, in this world, our Lord in the gospel paints a darker picture. In verse 12, he says, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees, the hired hand flees, because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Now these hired hands, they have the look of the under-shepherds, of pastors. But that's all it is. It's a look, a facade. These hired hands are not like the others who are stewards of the divine mysteries, who revere God, who strive to be faithful to the word and love Christ's sheep. These hired hands are different. They're not faithful. But what do you do when the hired hand looks just like the faithful steward? And sometimes none in the flock can discern the difference until the wolf comes. And then you know because the hired hand reveals himself as he flees the helpless sheep. Because even though he has the look of an under-shepherd, his running away reveals that he cares nothing about the flock. He cares nothing about the sheep because he actually despises the shepherd. Their shepherd, whose word the hired hand, he never really taught it. He refused it. The hired hand shunned the cross so that he could flee to the glory of this fallen world. And leaving the sheep with nothing, he leaves the sheep with nothing which belongs to the shepherd, which makes them easy prey for the wolf to snatch and scatter. And St. Peter, he's saying the same thing in the epistle. He says, For you were straying like sheep, 
Sheep stray when they're exposed to the wolf. Sheep stray when they do not have a shepherd or a faithful under-shepherd. And the wolf, the wolf is always seeking for you to stray, even when you have a faithful under-shepherd, a faithful pastor. Our Lord says to love your enemies, to turn the other cheek, but when it's election time, or when we have an opportunity to slander others behind their back or online, we begin to think turning the other cheek is not wise. We'd rather punch back. After all, after all, why turn the other cheek when your side has a chance to punch back and grasp power? Or when you can tear down others and make yourself look good? Or when you can send the online mob after someone to make their life miserable? Again, our Lord says to deny ourselves, pick up our crosses and follow Him. Yet our flesh doesn't feel that way. Our flesh thinks, why deny ourselves when we can live our best lives now? Why deny ourselves when the world encourages us to be whatever we want to be? Why deny ourselves for a spouse and children when the grass looks so much greener on the other side with divorce? Lay all the baggage aside, just be free on that other side where the grass is greener. And if someone else wants to identify themselves as gay or lesbian, trans or non-binary, or even as a cat or a little child when they're 60 years old, well, who are we to tell them to deny themselves? And so goes the way of our flesh. And so in those ways, through false under-shepherds or ignoring faithful shepherds, the wolf is sneaky. He makes us stray. And when we stray, we become his easy picking. So then we know the world is a fallen place. The hired hands are hidden and faithless. The wolf roams around like a roaring lion. And we sheep are easily led astray. And that's when the blood runs. Because the wolf has a hold of them. And yet God would not leave the world fallen. He loves the world and desires to see it raised up. To have the wolf's head stomped and crushed. He desires for the sheep to be gathered. And so our Lord says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. From sin the world lays fallen. But by our Lord's death on the cross and being laid in the tomb, the world is raised up. And really, when you look at it, what Christ says is so fantastical. That he is the true shepherd. And that he himself, as the true shepherd, he's also the lamb. He comes as the lamb. And he comes as a lamb to defeat the wolf. He, as the lamb, would allow himself to be devoured. Ask some of our shepherds here. We have a couple. How many lambs have you seen defeat wolves? But yet this lamb comes to do just that. Again, he allows himself to be devoured. He allows his hands and feet to be pierced by the teeth of the wolves and the dogs that follow the wolf. How can the shepherd assume the flesh of the sheep? On one hand, Christ says he's a shepherd. On the other, way, on the other hand, he's a lamb. He assumes the flesh of the sheep. How can the life of the sheep be saved by the death of the lamb? And yet, that's the Paschal mystery. That's what we're celebrating this Easter. Yes, the wolf pierced the hands and bruised the heel of the lamb, but also the lamb hung on the cross as the scapegoat bearing our sins. And then the lamb rose victorious on Easter morning. In a world that has fallen, here is the risen lamb who, by his humiliation, raised up the world. You must realize that, yes, the church is losing the culture war. The culture does hate the church. Yes, the harvest is plentiful and the workers are too few. Yes, faithful pastors like the laity, and perhaps they know it even more than the laity, they struggle and suffer. Yes, there are, there are faithless hired hands, and yes, there is a wicked wolf after us. He's already lost the battle, but he's still looking to devour. All of that shows 
we're most likely heading for a very dark age for the church, especially in the Western world. And yet, he's risen. No matter what happens in the culture, no matter how much the church is persecuted, no matter how much we will suffer in the years ahead, he's risen. He has risen, and nothing will ever change that. And because he has risen, you have been rescued. You've been delivered from the dangers of everlasting death which surround us and would destroy us. Our Lord says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the, as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. He laid down his life and rose again. And risen in glory, he is now your good shepherd. In baptism, Christ knew he came to know you there. He knew you as he received you there. And in the waters, you came to know him. And this is not some kind of book knowledge, academic knowledge. Christ knows you because he himself was counted among us sinners in his baptism and died for you on the cross. He intimately knows you. And you know Christ because in the waters there you were united to his flesh. His flesh which died for you. And there in the waters you are united to his flesh which rose for you to justify you. Our shepherd knows us because he became one of us. How many shepherds can claim that they became a lamb for their flock? And yet this is what our Lord did. And we know him because we have been united to him. And in the waters we've come to know his voice. We know him so well we know his voice. And so if you ever wonder how can you tell the difference between a faithful steward and a faithless hired hand before the wolf comes, you can know by this. When you hear the voice of the under-shepherd, when you hear the voice of the pastor, do you hear through him the familiar voice of the good shepherd or do you hear through him a foreign voice of another? Be in the scriptures. Read your catechism. Have your children memorize it. Then listen to the voice preaching to you. And you'll know if it is the voice of your shepherd or of another. If the wolf comes, you'll know then if that under-shepherd will stay or run. Because it's the voice of the shepherd alone which the sheep hears. And when we hear his voice, it's his voice alone that makes us repent and come back to him. And that's why St. Peter, in verse 25, he continues, You were strained like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. You know his voice. You know your good shepherd is risen and alive because his voice continues to call even today. Christ continues in verse 16, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. In the church, throughout the world, in every pulpit, there are shepherd calls. And there other sheep hear his voice. And there he brings them home. Much like he did with you, he brings them home through baptism. A voice like that is not a voice of one who is dead or remains dead. A voice that calls others into his church still to this day is a living, acting voice of the shepherd who has risen again who remains living and active through his church in all times and all places. We are one flock with one shepherd. The one flock can seem invisible to us now, but it will be revealed to us before our eyes on the last day of our resurrection. One flock which right now suffers the flesh, the world, and the devil, but it's the one flock which will be raised to delight and eternal joys. 
There are joys that we partake of, that we will partake of in the new pastures of the new heavens and the new earth. Eternal joys which are promised to us even right now. Eternal joys that you have a foretaste of at this altar. So then, let's not listen to the foreign voices of the world and false prophets. Let's not become overwhelmed with the culture that hates us. May we hear the voice of our shepherd daily. And may we now gather together as one flock around our shepherd at this altar and delight together in the foretaste of eternal joys he sets before us. May we leave this altar today striving for the day that those eternal joys are fully realized. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
wished upon thee to deliver me when didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin and thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of God mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, who by the humiliation of your Son raised up the fallen world, grant unto your faithful ones perpetual gladness, and those whom you have delivered from the danger of everlasting death make partakers of eternal joys. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you, so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. 
May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.